Hi. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. Welcome to Babes and Booze. We're babes. Bringing Bring you booze. booze. <laughs> <laughs> Two kinds of booze. Two kinds of booze. Like uh, booze like ghosts and booze like alcohol. Because who doesn't love both of those together? <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I need to drink because of the other. <laughs> I um, agree. <laughs> Uh, so, <clears throat> I am Sarah. Um, I am a director for a latchkey program. I work with kids. Um, I've worked with kids ages 2 to 12. I love kids. Um, love my job. <clears throat> um, I met Jordan while studying um, at Eastern Michigan University. Um, we met in our sorority. This is Jordan. Hi, I'm Jordan. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm saying about myself. Um, I work at a cosmetology school. Um, and no, I am not a cosmetologist. I'm not creative enough for that. Um, I am the student services coordinator. So I do a lot of admin stuff and um, making sure everyone's following the rules. Uh which, coincidentally, I also did while I was in my sorority. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, sororities do have rules for the people who believe that they don't. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of them. <laughs> um, I'm married. I have been married for two years. I have two kids. Uh, my son is four. Oh, he's going to oh be four in like three days. <laughs> And my daughter, who is two months. Yes, ma'am. Just had a baby. Fun fact, when her son was born, we lived together and went to college. Yep. I was in college. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a fun old time, actually. Um, It was two of us and our friend Katie, also one of our sorority sisters. And our Wi-Fi password was three bitches and a baby. So that was fun. We owned that pretty proudly. Yeah, we did. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, um, what this is going to look like every week, Jordan's going to head off with a paranormal story, um, talking about ghosts, curses, all that fun stuff. And I will finish off with a creepypasta. Well, we will also be giving... Oh, right. I forgot about the booze. Yes, the booze part of the booze, where we'll be doing like a fun little cocktail. Um, and this week, our cocktail is Witch's Brew. And if you guys haven't had it, it's delicious. Try it. Make it for your friends. Um, I make it for Saturday night game night. <laughs> um, you know, we're a bunch of old people. Not really. I'm only 26, but I feel old because I have two kids. <laughs> um and kids make you feel old no matter how old you are. That's a fact. Absolutely. Um, Saturday night game nights we have at our house every week. Our friends come over and we play games. Uh, we've played Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, my husband is really into Warhammer. I sit that one out, but he plays that for hours with Sarah's boyfriend. <laughs> yup. While we sit and talk about ghosts. That is real. <laughs> So, our witch's brew, um, the ingredients are lime jello, um, pineapple juice, vodka, 
uh, lemon lime soda. So if you're partial to Sierra Mist, 7-Up or Sprite, whatever one you want to use. <laughs> I use Sprite because I'm a Coke gal. I love Sprite. Um, Coke <clears throat> is better than Pepsi. Sorry if that hurts anyone's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so basically what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to cook the jello like normal, you know, like you're going to make jello shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a cup of water, in cup of vodka, boiling water, put in the jello cup of vodka. Yes. Um, and then you're not going to let the jello harden. You don't want it to harden and turn to jello. Um, you're just going to mix it right in with mm-hmm. the ingredients, just mix everything in together. And it's kind of going to give it, like, a lime green. Like, it's bright as fuck. Like, it looks radioactive, which yeah. is the point of that. So, serve it in a cauldron, like I do, because I'm a freak. Um, um, no, you're not a freak. You're just a little extra. <laughs> That's, let's go with that. <laughs> I'm really extra. And it's hella um, cute. I'm also that mom who's making vegan cupcakes to take to his kid's school for his birthday. So, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, you know... It's fucking hard to make. Hey, someone stuff. in his class has an egg allergy. Right. So I'm Kids not gonna. I mean, are I want allergic to everything. I know, and I want them to be able to have cupcake. I don't want right. them to be sitting there and watching everyone else eat the cupcake. Absolutely. I had a kid that had was allergic to eggs and soy and nuts. So what did he eat? Like he literally <laughs> like what eggs, soy, and nuts? Like what? What can you eat? <clears throat> Nothing. I always literally. felt so bad for him. It was like noodles. Noodles and vegetables oh, poor all kid. the time. That's really unfortunate. So, yeah, that's what you're going to want to do. It looks delicious. It tastes delicious. Drop a drop a brick of dry ice in there and make it bubble and um, yeah, make it look. Smoke. Yes, yes. That's exactly actually what the recipe calls for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even know where to find dry ice. You can buy it at Meyer. Can you really? Yeah, but you have to like go, okay, I have never bought it. I've <laughs> <laughs> always sent somebody else to buy it for me. But, yeah, you can buy it at Meijer. You have to, like, pick it up from... Do you have to, like, order it or something? Or, like, ask I think someone? you have to go to, like, the deli counter or something. Like, you have to go to, like, a counter to oh, get it. to get it, yeah. It's not just, like, in the freezer aisle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way, way back when that... When we had that huge blackout. Remember when, like, the whole country was, like, blackout? Oh, out? yeah, the eastern seaboard. Yeah. My parents had to get dry ice for our fridge. Oh, that's really fucking smart. Yeah. We just let everything spoil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only encounter I've ever had with dry ice. Oh. We brought it to Faster Horses. So it would, like, keep all our shit cold for a long time. Yep. Yep. That That's good. Oh, P.S. We live in Michigan, in case no one's got that. <laughs> Michigan. Eastern Michigan University. We'll probably make some Michigan jokes. Because... Oh. Oh, but there it is. Oh. <laughs> I never realized how much I said oh until it became a meme. And now I'm like, fuck. Or like when you say sorry all the time. All the time. <laughs> you don't know why we're so goddamn polite. It's because we're so close to Canada. <laughs> we're basically Canada. One second. Time out. Speaking of Canada. Talking to one of my coworkers last night. And I was talking about Ed Sheeran. Because the oh. song came on the radio, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I just saw him in concert. And he was like, oh, <clears throat> I brought my sister to that concert. I, like, brought her there. Her and her friends dropped her off. And then I went to Canada, across the border, and gambled. And then he was, like, casually, so casually, was like, yeah, and then I won $5,000. How is that casual? And I was like, holy fuck. And he 
he was like, yeah, I won $5,000. And I was like, how? And he was like, I'm, I just played roulette all night. That's won- James's favorite game. That's the only thing he plays when he goes to the casino. Yeah. He fucking won five grand. I'm like, do you know what I can do with five grand? Literally, I was like, do you know what I would do for five grand? <laughs> Anything. Like, Name your price. Like a lot of things <laughs> for five grand. <laughs> and he, oh, oh, there's the pups. There's my dogs. They <laughs> bark at everything. So hopefully they don't make too many uh, cameos in here. <laughs> we can't do this at my house because I have two kids. <laughs> yep. And I have two asshole dogs. So, and they really are assholes. Oh my god. Okay. Right when you think it's over, it doesn't stop. And then, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> moral of the story: go to Canada, play roulette, win five thousand dollars. Drop your sister off at an insurance in concert first. Right. Was that the same concert that we went to? It was the same concert that we went to. That was a great concert. It was a great concert. Totally. Totally wonderful. I have a special place in my heart for anyone that's ginger. I do. I just love them. Ginger and British? Ooh. Like, he's on a new level. That's he He's was, like his own species. <laughs> <laughs> Him and um, Rupert. Oh, Rupert Grint. Yes. Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. Mm. Yep. Ugh, I'd do anything them. for him, too. Love them. Um, yes. When I was in college, I had a crush on a redhead. This is true. He lived down the hall from me. Yep. I'm not going to say his name, though. He was in another fraternity. We know. We all know. <laughs> we all know who it is. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this because it would be awkward. <laughs> we all know. It's fine. You're married now. Unfortunately, yeah. not to a ginger. No. Sorry, James. But not sorry because you're not a ginger. <laughs> it's all right. Your kid's, like, kind of ginger. Yeah, he gets that from my mom and my, my, my brother. They're both gingers. It's beautiful, though. He's so fucking cute. Jordan's really good at making babies. Yes. They're all really pretty. Mm-hmm. They're really cute, but that's the end of the line of the cute babies. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> two is enough. That's right. You'll that's have... two college tuitions I have to pay for <laughs> while still paying for my own. Oh, <laughs> uh, college student debt is a real thing. Oh, it's so real. Okay. So let's get into the stories shall we let's do it <clears throat> all right so my first story oh let me take a drink of water okay so my first story is the curse of the hope diamond oh what's that <laughs> <laughs> so you know the necklace that is thrown over the edge of the titanic yes that is the hope diamond oh yeah it's a real thing yep very Rose, real. Rose took it. She didn't want any more. Fucking Rose. Yeah. Fucking Rose. But then, if you watch the movie, started. if you've watched that movie, like I have a kajillion times, because Leonardo DiCaprio. Ugh, young Leonardo DiCaprio. And Kate Winslet, by the way, is beautiful. I mean, and also a ginger. And also, a ginger. although I don't know if she's a real life ginger, she might be. She can work it. That's true. Not many people can work the ginge. Mm-mm. I wish. Um, um, but you will find out at the end of the movie that she didn't actually throw it in. She had it with her, and she threw it in at the end of the movie. The real end. The real end. Yeah. Not on the Titanic, but on the other boat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Which fucking pisses me off. But don't you worry. 
Britney Spears's astronaut boyfriend <laughs> goes down to the bottom of the ocean and gets it for her in the right. in the Oops I Did It Again music video, which I now need to watch. Which I'm sure all of you are probably going, oh yeah, because then she goes, oh babe, but I thought the old lady dropped it in the ocean at the end. Did well, she really say that? Yes, she did. Oh my god! And then he goes, well, honey, I went down and got it for you. Oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> Excuse me. God damn it, Britney Spears. Why were you like that? So uh, everyone should just have to go watch the music video now, and then you'll know that I'm right. It's on my list. (laughs) So anyways, um, this blue diamond, uh, Hope Diamond is 45 carats, which is about the size of a walnut. So it's freaking huge. Yeah. Like huge. Um, and it's worth about a quarter of a billion dollars. So, wow, yeah, pretty casual. Just pretty mm-hmm. casual, a quarter Wal- of a billion dollars. Walnut-sized diamond. Yeah, I wonder how heavy that is. I don't know, but I could look it up. Hmm. I don't know. I'll make it happen. <laughs> Go ahead. <keep> so, <clears throat> um, the origin of the curse. Uh, it started. Uh, the diamond was taken out of an Indian temple. By a Hindu priest, so a temple that was in India. Um, it was taken out by the priest, who was then obviously punished. Just He had a slow, painful death because he stole the diamond from a temple, which is rude. Most temples are places of worship and right. can be, you know, where they keep the dead people. And also, like, stealing it from it. Right. Keep like, why would you time. just go, you wouldn't go into a pyramid and start to, well, that's a lie. People do that shit all people the time. People do that too. I'm just going to blame the American people on that one. Um, but um, after that, it was bought by the French royal family in 1642 by King Louis XIV. Um, and after that, it crowned the name the Blue the blue Diamond of the Crown or the French Blue. I think the French Blue just sounds so pretty. That sounds so pretty. Right? It's very regal. The French blue. French blue. <laughs> um, and during the looting of the crown jewels in 1792, it was stolen from the royal family. Um, so they're, you know, being stolen. Again, again. With, the, with the stealing. Again with the stealing. You know, I really don't understand the mindset of people who just think they can take things that don't belong to them. Like, I just, I don't understand. Yeah, people are fucking assholes. <laughs> <sighs> you know. Um, just so you know, uh, the Hope Diamond weighs 0.02 pounds, oh. which I feel like would be a lot, <clears throat> it would, should be a lot heavier. Uh, however, uh, it probably is heavy because of like the setting, like all the shit that's around it. Yeah. Because the setting is like a bunch of little diamonds and even like the straight, like the necklace part yeah. is like diamonds too. Right. So. Plus, like, the silver and the gold that holds it all together. Yeah. So, it's probably, like, the diamond itself probably is just a point two pounds, but everything else around it is probably a lot more. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, in 1812, um, a deep blue diamond was documented as being in possession of a London diamond merchant. Um, strong evidence indicates that the diamond was, in fact, the Hope Diamond. Um, I mean, of course, they don't know for sure, but strong evidence. So. Mm-hmm. We kind of just run with that, if you will. Absolutely. 
Um, so several sources suggest that it was acquired by King George IV um, of the UK- United Kingdom. So it went from France to the UK, mm-hmm. which really isn't that far of a distance. So um, after King George's death in 1830, it said the diamond was sold through private channels. So it says. Maybe, maybe the black market. Probably. I don't know if the black market existed Existed then, but that's fine. Shady trading. Yeah. Black markety. Yeah, totally. Um, so next, um, the next time we see it is in 1839 um, when it was entered into the de- gem collection of Henry Philip Hope. Oh, the Hope diamond. Yes. So that is obviously where the diamond got its name. Mm-hmm. Um, after Hope's death, the diamond bounced around to a different different family members which um naturally i mean back in the day mm-hmm. when someone died it just went to the next person, right the, the next person. kin if you will <laughs> all right historian jordan right <laughs> so um <clears throat> in 1909 it was sold to um pierre cartier which is yes the cartier jewelry guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um they um, then after that, it was sold to Evelyn, Wa- Evelyn Walker McLean, McLean, um, who bought it from Cartier, Cartier, and then she died in 1947. And after that, mm-hmm. yeah, so she had it for a while. She had it for quite some time, actually. Um, and then after her death, uh, Harry Winston, yes, the Harry Winston, mm. um, Fun fact, Chuck Bass. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, the Chuck Bass. Charles Bartholomew Bass from Gossip Girl. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Familiar. Bought his engagement ring for Blair Waldorf from Harry Winston. Actually, it was custom. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Hashtag Um, spoiler alert. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you haven't gotten that Mm -hmm. far in Gossip Girl, just ignore that. Girl, get on it. Um, or boy, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and then, so Harry Winston bought the diamond collection, um, which included the Hope Diamond. And for the next 10 years, the diamond was shown at exhibits around the world, obviously, because it was beautiful and everyone wanted to see it. It was fucking huge. It was fucking huge. Right. Um, and Cartier actually, um, the current setting that is the diamond is in now is what Cartier put it in. So Cartier took the diamond and put it in that setting, and that's oh. just how it's been forever. Oh, okay. Well, not forever, but since, since Cartier had. had it, yes. Um, so uh, Harry Winston took it around, showed it around the world for 10 years, and then after that, in 1958, he donated to the Smithsonian, that mm-hmm. guy. What a great guy. What a dude. Donated a quarter of a billion dollars to the Smithsonian. What a No dude. questions asked. Really? <laughs> um, so, victims of the curse. Um, I'm just kind of going from the beginning to the end here. Do it up, bro. So, the very first person, um, they say that, well, scratch that. Let me rewind. So, those who have either come in contact with it or have owned the diamond, um, They say have committed suicide, um, were murdered, left penniless, uh, failed marriages, dead children, drug addictions, and insanity. So all of those things um, were because of the the curse of the Hope Diamond. I know. Unfortunate, right? So the very first person, uh, Jean-Baptiste Tavernier, um, he was the merchant who sold the diamond to the king, King Louis XIV. 
Um, he was mauled to death by a pack of wild dogs. Which is <laughs> unfortunate. Which is really unfortunate. Who does, that doesn't happen to people. It happened to Jean. Happened Jean. to Jean. Get together, Jean. <laughs> So, um, King Louis XIV um, died of gangrene, and all of his legitimate children, except for one, died in childhood, mm. which is really sad. That's, that's uh, sad. But they say that that is also because of the curse of the Hope Diamond. Of the Hope Diamond, yeah. So, this Hope Diamond is just knocking a lot of people out, left and right. Yeah, not no a cares. lot. No cares in the world here. Not a single one. <laughs> um, so, Nicholas Fauquois, I hope I said that right. Yeah, I'm not French. Sounds nice. Um, Sounded French. He worked for the king, um, and apparently had worn worn the diamond on a for a special occasion. Oh, that's um, nice. So after that, sure, that's good. him and the king must have gotten into a little tiff. He mm-hmm. was banished from France. Um, he had to leave. Wow. And then he was all of France. Yeah. Oh, and then the king was like, you know, maybe that's a little harsh. You can come mm-hmm. back, but you're just going to spend the rest of your life in prison. So. Mm. Uh, you can come back to France, but you're going to be spending it in prison, and that's what he did. He spent the rest of his life in prison. Yeah, I guess um, completely unrelated, but some say that he is the Iron Man. Wait, did I say it? The real man in the Iron Mask. Aha, uh-huh, there it is. I had to check my notes. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't seen that movie, see the movie. My husband really likes that movie, so does my mother-in-law. Man in Iron Mask? It's got Leo. <gasps> Good old Leo. Leo. Okay, well, now I'm going to watch it. <laughs> um, Literally, nothing gets me as excited as young Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, DiCaprio. Truly, though. Movie. He's such a great actor. His, and he's just, like, such a good person. His face. He's got a beautiful face. Just, young Leonardo. I mean, he's still attractive, obviously, but, like... I mean, I wouldn't like, turn him away. No. <laughs> never. <laughs> but, like, when he's just, like, <clears throat> in his 20s, and he's just, like, so soft and... Beautiful. Oh, he's such a pretty man. Okay. He really is. Um, he's got good genes, that one. Um, where was I? Oh, King Louis the Sixteenth um, inherited the diamond. Um, obviously, when it went through the UK, or no, I'm sorry, that's rewind. King Louis the the Sixteenth is France. <laughs> um, I get my monarchs confused because it's not my favorite part of. History. Um, and it's just confusing. Um, but he was beheaded, and it has said to be, be because of the curse, and also same with Marie Antoinette. Uh, she apparently wore the diamond at some point, um, and her beheading has said to be a cause of the curse as well. She learned that shit. I know. Could you imagine how different history would be? If- right. <laughs> wow. Isn't that weird to think wow. about? Yeah. Um, so Wilhelm Falls, um, he was a Dutch jeweler who recut the diamond, so mm. that was a big no-no. Why? Like, why would you do that? Piss it off. Um, so his son ended up murdering him and then killing himself, so it was like a murder-suicide situation. Recut the diamond, you get cut. Right. It's fucked up, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Simon... Good old Simon. He was a Greek merchant who owned the diamond at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he just, you know, casually drove his car off a cliff, killing, oh. killing himself, his wife, and his children. Oh. I know. That's sad. That is sad. And what a way to go. Like, I wouldn't, that would just Sucks. be terrible. Yeah. 
plus cards back then. Yeah. Death cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Evelyn Walsh McLean, um, also, also a woman, um, the woman who owned it for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she had so many terrible things happen to her that you would think that she would have realized that they all started happening when she bought that diamond. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not what happened. <laughs> so obviously she was the owner of the Hope Diamond. She wore it and she even let her dog wear it. Who the fuck? <laughs> you must have so much money <clears throat> that like letting your dog wear a 43 carat. 44 carat? 45. 45. Fucking 45 carat diamond. Just let the dog wear it. Right. Just casually. Just let the dog wear it. Like, mm, must be nice. (laughs) Must be nice. (laughs) So then, uh, the start, first thing that happened is that her mother-in-law died. Um, Her son died when he was nine, which is really sad. Aw. Um, her husband left her for another woman, um, and then later he died in a mental institution, which I don't really feel bad about. I don't know if there's anything to do with the curse or karma, probably. Karma. Karma more than the curse, I would assume. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if my husband left me for another woman and he went to a mental institution, I'd be like, well, that's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> her daughter died of a drug overdose when she was 25. Um, and she had to sell her newspaper because she needed money. She was running out of money. She was becoming poor. Which, if you go back to the beginning, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that happened. Her newspaper. Her newspaper. Which, by the way, was the Washington Post. Oh, fun fact. Yeah. Why didn't she just sell the diamond? You know? I don't know. <laughs> diamond newspaper. <laughs> Uh, I feel like the diamond I feel is like less important. <laughs> I, well, especially if the newspaper mm-hmm. is your income. Like, if you're right. getting that you're money. continually getting money from that. Yeah. But in this day and age, of course, this was in the 19, early 1900s-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, this day and age, I'd be like, yeah, I'll let the newspaper go. Because, like, who really looks at the newspaper anymore? Right, I mean... Keep the diamond, let go of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. But back then, obviously, that wasn't the case because they didn't right, have... the newspaper was like the shit. Yeah, right. It was like the way everyone knew everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, after that, she actually ended up dying with a huge amount of debt. Like, she she died with nothing. She had nothing. Except the Hope Diamond. Except the Hope Diamond. <laughs> um, so, obviously, after she died... Um, that is when Harry Winston bought it. But the next person to, um, and actually the last person to be the victim of the curse was James Todd, who was the mailman who delivered the diamond oh. to the Smithsonian. Little Poor buddy. guy. Nobody. Yeah. Um, shortly after delivering it, his leg was crushed in a truck accident. Um, and then he suffered a head, in- head injury from another accident. And then his house burned down. Oh. All just because he was delivering. delivering. Yeah. It's his job. You know? He must have, like, really shaken the box or something. 
Right. He must have, like threw it threw it around, put it in the bottom of the bag. Didn't treat it very well. Yeah. Must have really pissed it off. If the box said fragile and he wasn't fragile, then he was not delicate with the box. Yeah. Um, but they say that only a person pure of heart can survive the curse. Um, which obviously would be Harry Winston because he donated it. I right. feel like that's pretty pure. He donated it. Yeah. Again, um, must be nice. <laughs> so yeah, they say money. the curse ended when Harry Winston um, donated it to the Smithsonian. So, hmm. and that's where it is today. Natural History Museum in the gem section on the third floor. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's on the third floor, but it is in the gem, the gem. section. Ooh, I've never been to the Smithsonian. <gasps> oh, it's a magical place. I'll add it to the list. It's like my favorite place to be in the whole wide world. All right. All of the Smithsonian museums at one time. Uh, well, it is a historian's wet dream. <laughs> that is very true. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to go see it, I'll post a picture of it, too. It's actually really pretty. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty to look at. And it's, like, in this beautiful case. And it's got the lights. And it, like, turns in circles. And oh, it's just, wow. Yeah. It's, it's the works. The Smithsonian definitely knows how to take care of this shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my story. Very nice. Yeah. I liked it. All right. Well, good stuff. <clears throat> Your turn. It's my turn. <laughs> All right. So this story <clears throat> it got its inspiration from Jordan's son. <laughs> um, when we were at the <clears throat> Halloween store, he picked up a creepy as fuck costume called Jeff the Killer. So naturally we Googled it and it turns out it is a creepy pasta. So let's uh, jump right into it. <clears throat> Jeff the Killer is a serial killer um, who has bright white skin on his face, wide eyes with no lips. And a smile that goes from ear to ear, showing all of his teeth. It sounds like you're talking about Voldemort. It kind of does. <laughs> Except, oh yeah, Voldemort does have a creepy fucking smile. <clears throat> Except, Jeff the Killer has a nose and Voldemort doesn't. <laughs> so, there's that. Sorry, Voldy. Voldy, buddy old pal. <laughs> so, Jeff the Killer is a serial killer, so he... Um, breaks into people's houses and watches them while they sleep. And when they wake up or, like, realize that they're being watched or get, like, a creepy feeling. Oh, that's the worst. And they, like, sit up in bed and will, like, look around or, like, get up and try to investigate. Um, is when he will step into the light and reveal his face. <gasps> and before they can scream or like panic he like launches at them and stabs them and kills them and then he does that to every person in the house and he does it in one night yikes so that's jeff so how did jeff get this way bad childhood like every other serial killer except for michael myers (laughs) (laughs) yes you are right if you watch the original and not the rob zombie shit version goodbye (laughs) Actually, I should take that back. Rob Zombie's versions are good, but 
the whole point of Michael Myers being terrifying is that he was normal. He had a normal childhood. He mm. had parents that loved him. He grew up with money in a nice neighborhood with a pretty house. That's what makes him scary. Well, I've only seen the original because I don't <laughs> think you've ever let me watch. No, like, and I won't. Rob Zombie version. And I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan loves Michael Myers. He's my boyfriend. Doesn't Casey have a Michael Myers mask? Mm, no. He has a Jason mask. Oh, he has a Jason mask. Yeah. He has he has the <clears throat> Michael Myers um, frisbee mm-hmm. from um, Kyle. Yes. And he calls him Michael Liars, and I think it's so funny. <laughs> Michael Liars. Michael Liars, mommy. Uh, my child is obsessed with serial killers like me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. It's fine. Is that a parenting fail or a win? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he grows up, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> Jeff was a typical kid. Um, he is 13. He had a younger brother named Lou. And his uh, mom got some, like, big corporate jobs. So, they moved into, like, your typical, like, white people suburban neighborhood, like totally cookie cutter out of the book sort of place. Um, so he and Lou, um, are starting their first day of school and they're kind of sticking together. I mean, they only know each other. They don't have any friends yet. They haven't been to school yet. Um, and they're at the bus stop waiting for the bus and the, um, oh wait, you have to rewind. I forgot a very important detail. Um, Around the time of their move, Jeff starts experiencing, like, strange feelings, like, very intense feelings. Um, They're, like, not particularly angry or anything, but they're just, like, this weird gut feeling. Um, He never acts on them. He doesn't talk about them. He just kind of ignores it. So on his first day of school, when he's waiting for the bus, the local bullies, school bullies, show up. Um, there's three kids, Randy, who's like the ringleader, and then Troy and Keith, who are like his goons. And they try to, um, like, intimidate the boys. And um, Randy pulls out a knife and tries to take Lou's wallet from him. And so Jeff argues obviously he's going to try to defend his brother um and he starts like arguing with him and randy's got a fucking knife so he starts to come at him and jeff like recognizes these feelings again like these weird like intense guttural feelings and he acts on them and he starts fighting the boys all three of them lou is literally just standing there just watching it and so um he starts fighting the three boys. He's, like, punching them and, um, like, knocking them down. And he takes the knife from Randy. Like, he gets the knife from him and stabs two of the boys. But doesn't kill them. He just, like, stabs them and wounds them. And then he, um, and then he's just, like, standing there. And him and Lou are, like, well, fuck. Like, when the bus pulls up, they're going to be, like, who, what, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> so they flee the scene. They <clears throat> run away. Um, they run to school. And so the next day, um, that morning, the police show up at their house to arrest Jeff because witnesses saw 
um, the whole fight and we're like, oh yeah, it was those kids over there. Um, but Lou lies and says that he's the one who stabbed the boys. Like he did it all that like the people didn't know them. So they didn't know who was who and that like, it was all him. And while Jeff tries to kind of like, tries to like fight back, um, the police take Lou away and basically were like, you're going to juvie son. Like sucks to suck. You shouldn't beat people up. And Jeff is like, right. Well, and Jeff is like totally grief stricken. Like he's like, well, how, like my little brother, like I'm supposed to protect him. Right. And he's totally taking one for me. Um, and so he is like super bummed. Um, and Lou's apparently just in juvie now. Um, and that weekend, Jeff's mom is like, well, like, we were supposed to go to this neighborhood party, and we're going to go. Like, you made some enemies, you know, you don't have any friends, you have, now your brother's gone, like, you need to make a good impression on these people, like, try to make some friends. Mm-hmm. So, he goes with his mom, <clears throat> it's like a neighborhood party, so they go, and there's, like, parents and kids and all sorts of stuff, like, people hanging out there. And, um, what do you know? The neighborhood bullies. Shocking. So, um, they are like pissed and they're like, you know, you got us the other day and now we're here to beat you. Like, we're going to win this time. And because Jeff's like, oh, we're even. And he's like, no, we're not even. We want to win. So, they start this like epic battle. <laughs> like, in front of all the parents. In front of all the parents and children. And nobody tries to stop them. Um, well, it was epic, Jordan. <laughs> So, like, Randy throws <clears throat> Jeff through a sliding glass door. Oh, my God. And then Jeff throws him on a table and breaks the table. Also, I feel really bad for whose house this is. I know. I it's know. getting tore up. And then, so they're, like, fighting. And at this point, like, Troy and um, Keith, the other, the goons, they're just kind of watching. And so they're fighting, and they're in the kitchen. As you know, we broke the table. And Randy gets a bottle of vodka and smashes it over Jeff's head. And, like, it's, like, got vodka in it, so it's all over him, which is... I think that's the scariest part of the whole story. Wasting the vodka? Yeah. I know, it's fucking rude. <laughs> 13-year-olds, they don't understand. Yeah. They don't get it. <laughs> um, so... <clears throat> At this point, and then so when the bottle breaks over his head, because Jeff is honestly getting his ass beat, um, Jeff, like, cracks, and he starts getting the feelings again. But now they're, like, more intense and, like, angry, and he's like, I want to kill. He has, like, a thirst for killing now. Oh, interesting. Okay. So um, he's like, I want to kill Randy. So then he starts, like, going crazy and starts punching the crap out of him, and then he punches him in the chest. And stops his heart. He like. Is that real? Can you do that? Hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Should I Google it? Yes. Definitely Google it. (laughs) Also. um, Uma Thurman definitely kills somebody. In Kill Bill. Spoiler alert. By punching them in the chest. So. That's the thing. Um, so, 
Now, again, remember, we're at a public party, so he just punches somebody in the chest and kills them. And now there's, like, children and parents standing around, and they're all crying. And um, he's, like, looking around, and he notices that Keith and Troy have fucking guns and, like, handguns, and they're going to start shooting him. Um, so he runs up the stairs, and they're shooting, but they miss because they suck, and they're 13. And um, they, like, empty their guns and they don't have any more bullets but they chase him and they have their knives again so now they chase him up the stairs um and he has locked himself in a bathroom um and um they like break down the door and start fighting him and he takes like a towel rod do you have an answer for me? i do oh, yes. okay okay so it says and this is google so it's not a reliable source okay um <laughs> But I'm just going to go for it. It says, a blow to the chest can cause a cardiac death in several ways. The trauma could be um, a sufficient force to directly damage the heart muscle, causing it to rupture, resulting in sudden death. So if the punch was hard enough, it could rupture the heart. Well, you have to remember, also, Jeff has gone full beast mode. Right. So, I mean, I guess it could happen. It's possible. We'll see. So... We are now in the bathroom okay. with Jeff. Got it. And, and has, the towel rod. Has a towel rod. Mm-hmm. And the goons are coming at him. And Troy, like, charges at him. And he, like, uses the rod like a baseball bat and just, like, blow to the head. Just fucks him up. Ooh. And he's down. And then <clears throat> Keith comes at him and they're fighting and he's hitting him with the towel rod. But it's not good enough, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and remember... Keith has a knife, so he's, like, trying to get all stabby with him. and Trying to get all stabby with him. <laughs> and getting stabby, man. Getting stabby. Um, so Jeff gets the knife from Keith and then stabs him, killing him. Okay. So at this point, he's killed all three of them. But Keith is, like, going down, and he starts laughing. And Jeff is like, why are you laughing? I Like, I won. I killed you. I feel like that would make me really mad if I was Jeff. Yeah, I would have been fucking pissed. I've been like, <clears throat> it's not funny. It's not funny. You want to say funny? I'll show you funny. I'll show, I'll, I'll show you funny. <laughs> um, so, but, but this is how Keith is feeling. Keith is like, I'll show you funny, dickhole. And he pulls a lighter out of his pocket. Oh, fuck. I missed a really important detail. I missed something important. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Rewind. (laughs) Um, I was getting way too into the towel run. Um, (laughs) During the scuffle between Jeff and Keith, he, when they're fighting, Keith takes bleach, like there's in the bathroom, like under the cabinet, and pours it on Jeff in an attempt to like blind him or like, Slow him down Slow or something, down. yeah. And it does not have the <clears throat> Um But anyway, so he has bleach on him. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Keith has just been stabbed. He's laughing, going down. And Jeff is like, why are you laughing? And he, Keith pulls out a lighter and throws it at him, like oh, lit. And remember, good. he has 
vodka yes. and bleach on him. So he just goes up in flames. So he just goes up in flames and he's like screaming and he like describes it as the like the mo- the worst pain he's ever felt. Like his um the like he can't put it out, like he's rolling on the ground and he can't put it out because the vodka is what's burning. And so um he says the last thing he remembers is his mom like putting a blanket over him because he like runs back downstairs where there's people and mm-hmm. is like, put me out. <laughs> um, naturally. Naturally. Um, like smothers <clears throat> the flame with a blanket. So Jeff has like third degree burns all over his body and he has, he's sent to the um, hospital and boop, boop, boop. I moved my notes too fast. Um, and he's sent to the hospital, and his, like, whole face and, like, upper body is wrapped up. And um, his mom comes and sees him, like, a couple times while he's there. And she says, like, oh, good news. Like, since there was all those witnesses at the party that saw that the boys, like, uh, that those three guys, like, attacked you. Lou's name has been cleared. Like, he's not going to be in, have to go to juvie anymore. Like, we're all going to be a family again. And Jeff is like, okay, cool. Like, he's just, like, kind of whatever about it. But nobody, like, really comes and visits him. And so he just sits there for, like, three months while he's healing and is, like, just stewing in his own feelings. And finally, the day comes where they cut off all his bandages. And um, so the doctor comes in and is cutting them off. And when they come off his face, his mother screams. And his dad and his brother are just, like, horrified. And he's like, what? He gets up and he runs and he looks in the mirror. And his face has been completely turned white, like, from the bleach burning into his skin. So his skin is completely white. And his lips have are really thin and kind of, like, curled because of the burns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, his <clears throat> hair has also been turned black, being singed from the fire. I'm, like, picturing Michael Jackson right now. <laughs> no, it's worse than that. I know, but the way you described it just made me think of Michael Jackson. Because he had that skin condition where he had to, like, have his skin bleached. Yeah. Well, but it was, like. But it wasn't burned, so. It was, like, different. yeah. It was, like, he, like, <laughs> well, and then he, like, reaches out and touches it. And he says his face feels like leather. And mm. he likes it. Ew. Freak. So, yeah, he's fucking nuts. So he's, like. His whole family is, like, horrified and is like, oh, my God, like, you're a monster. Like, nobody's going to ever treat you the same. But Jeff is internally so happy because while he was in the hospital, his, like, feelings, his feelings to fight and to kill never went away. Mm-hmm. He just sat there in the hospital for three months just stewing in, like, that anger. And so... um He's like happy. So when he sees his face and he's touching his face, he's happy and he's laughing like maniacally. Ew. And the mom, yeah, right. Ew. I literally <laughs> wrote in here creepy laughter. <laughs> creepy laughter. And so the mom's like, "What's wrong with him? Like, why is he acting like this?" And the doctor's like, "Oh, this is normal for somebody who's been on pain meds for a long time. Like, we're weaning him off, but." He's going to be a little, like, have kind of weird behavior. He'll, like, he'll be back to himself in a couple of days. 
And she's like, well, okay. And he says, if if he's not, like, bring him back and we'll do a psych evaluation. Hmm. Mom's like, all right, let's bring my crazy kid home. Um, so they go home, and that night the mom wakes up and she hears um, to what she hear, thinks is crying coming from the bathroom. And she gets there, and it's not actually crying, but it is laughing. And Jeff is in the bathroom, and he has cut his face into a smile. Ooh. So, like, he has taken the corners of his mouth and cut all the way up to, like, his jawbone. And, like, like it's open. He's not, like, kind of like the Joker, but, like, it's not stitched closed. Like, it's open. And so, and the mom is, like, what have you done to yourself? And he goes, I cut my face to a smile because it was hard for me to smile all the time because I'm so happy about like how I like how my face looks like. I love it. And I want to be smiling all the time. And she's like, okay, cool. Slowly backs out of the room. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Okay. But that's not all he's done to his face. He has burned off the remnants of his eyelids so that he could always be looking at himself because he, again, loves the way he looks. Well, it's a little self-centered. A little narcissistic. But, like, also, don't you, like, if you didn't have eyelids, wouldn't your eyeballs fall out? Okay. No, they will. <laughs> they will fall out. But I feel like eyelids are really important. Your eyes would get hella dry. You need to blink. They would just dry up. They just shrivel. They shrivel. They would shrivel and then they would fall out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. They'd lose their um their elasticity. Ooh. Eyeballs anyway. are gross. Do you do you have to dissect one in you No. You didn't dissect an eye. When? I dissected an eye in like third grade. Like a human eye? No. No. <laughs> I don't know any humans just giving their eyes away. I mean, true. It was a sheep's eye. But I mean, all eyes do. In the third grade? That's traumatizing. No. I've never... Well, like, volunteers, like parent volunteers did it. We just watched. So, nope. obviously, my mom was there. My mom's a nurse. She's a nurse practitioner. She's a nurse practitioner. <laughs> it is. There is a difference. There is. Um... Yeah, so naturally she was all about that. But I remember the whole time I was, like, so scared. And then when it actually happened, I was like, oh, cool. We were, like, allowed to touch it and everything. I had to dissect a fetal pig. I had to do that, too. And Biology my... 101. Wait, in college? Yeah. Oh, I did that shit in high school. Oh, no, never. No. we Okay, so we did that in high school. We did the fetal pig in just biology. Um, My entire group was a bunch of vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do anything. They literally, I did all the work. They that were, was me. There was like a bunch of girls, but they were all, I hate being like, hey, they were all girls, but like, they were all girls and they were all just like, me, me, me. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And so I had to like, I hate, the I the cutting and everything was fine. Like there's no blood and stuff. Yeah. So like it wasn't too freaky, but like the having to like, you had to break their bones. Yeah. That's get what gets me. Ugh, couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, so there's, and then we had that in biology, which everybody had to take biology. So everybody yeah. did that dissection. And then there was an optional senior year science. You could do a couple different sciences. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and anatomy was one of them. And they dissected a cat. <gasps> no. It was a feral cat, I think is what they said. So that makes it okay? I, I'm so glad I didn't take the class. I was so upset. That would have ruined me. Yeah. I literally, so, well, and when I was in high school, we had a class called zoology where they did, where they like dissected stuff. Mm-hmm. I did not take that class, um, but I had friends who took that class. They actually dissected a squid. Oh, that's cool. And then they made calamari. Oh, I don't know. That's that all I know. Is weird. Well, you know, I bet you didn't have to put all the preservatives in the squid because squids, like marine creatures, don't have very much blood. Like they have a lot of lymph in their system. Yeah. Like same with insects. Like no one you squish a bug, like there isn't like blood. Yeah. It's yeah, they have lymph. So I bet they didn't have to put like all the formaldehyde and shit in there. Yes. I don't know. All I know is that I don't know if I it smelled one. real bad in the science hallway that day. Well, probably to you because you hate fish. That's true. I think it probably was that night. Yeah, I don't do seafood, but um, college when I had to dissect a fetal pig, I didn't eat pork for like years because it grossed me out. Really? Yeah. But the pig is so little. Like every time I would think about eating a pork chop, I would like get that sm- that for help the you know the smell. Yeah, and then I'd be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you're dumb queen. I am. <laughs> but wait. Oh, there's more. Okay. There's more to the story. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Sorry about the tangent. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so he cut his eyelids off. And his mother was like, why would you do this? And he said he always wanted to look at himself. We've covered that. Um, and so at this point, she's like, well, fuck. So she runs away. She runs into her back into her room and wakes up her husband and is like, get the gun, which I don't understand. Are you preparing to kill your own child? I feel like there's better alternatives to that. Yeah. Anyway, she's like, get the gun. And before they can like even get out of the room, Jeff is standing in the doorway with a knife. And so he's there. And before anybody can like do anything, he springs at them. And stabs and kills them very quickly. Um, And then he goes into his brother's room. And he watches him as he's sleeping. Sitting, like, in the darkness. Like, you know when, like, when your room is, like, completely dark and there's, like, in the corners where there's no light? That's where Jeff is. What a creep. And so Jeff is sitting there and Lou kind of wakes up from the scuffle. But, like... There's no sound anymore. So he's like, oh, it's probably just like somebody going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he lays back down and he's trying to relax to go to sleep, but he feels like he's being watched. So he sits up again and is looking around the room and Jeff like steps into the light. And let's picture Jeff here. White face, like white fucking face. No eyebrows. <laughs> no eyelids. And blood all over his face from cutting his mouth open. I'm terrified. Standing there with a knife. And before Lou can scream, Jeff, like, rushes him and puts his hand over his mouth. And Lou is, like, squirming and trying to fight back. And he he says to Lou, he goes, shh, just go to sleep. And then he kills him. Much like. 
That is creepy. Yeah. It's fucking worst. And <clears throat> the worst thing about Jeff is that he is terrifying. Like, we'll put a picture up with the Hope Diamond on our Instagram. Um, but, like, he's fucking creepy. And I was doing my research for this after um, after I got off of work at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was finishing this research. And every time you type in Jeff the Killer, there's his face everywhere. Right. right. So it's safe to say I slept with the lamp on <laughs> that night. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that is uh, Jeff the Killer. Cool. First episode down. Check. I think we did pretty all right. I think we did all right. Got to get all the <laughs> awkward out. Um, you can find us on social media. Yes, you can. At Babes and Booze Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And then you can email us your paranormal, your true paranormal experiences at Babes and Booze Podcast at gmail.com. And also, if you have any things you would like to hear us talk about. Yeah, if you want to put forth some creepy creepy pastas or... Haunted uh, things. Haunted things. Haunted things or places or people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Cool. All right. Okay, bye. Bye.